0: To UBU Pod. Here you'll meet incredible people who tell us about their rich and interesting lives of being visible, of working through challenges, and of coming out the other side. There's so much power in people's stories, and as a curious person, I love finding out how people tick. I'm your host, Megan Hamilton. I'm a speaking, visibility, and confidence coach, and I help you be you. In a or you had it very well You're catching your is the story that you can't tell I am here with international dance artist Megan O'Shea I'm going to read her bio to you because it's so interesting Megan O'Shea is an award-winning contemporary dance plus artist she is queer and from the Canada land which is Canada for Just in case you're listening from another country and wondering if Canada changed its name. For the last six years, she has chosen to live as a nomadic artist, following pathways to projects and activity throughout North America, Europe, and North Africa. In 2007, Megan founded Stand Up Dance as a platform that amplifies her vision, supporting the work of other artists and communities, as well as her own. Straddling the line between artist-led company, art organization, and social enterprise, stand-up dance orchestrates international collaborations, on-the-street improvised dance and interactive interdisciplinary solo shows, dance for young audience, toddler dance parties, flash mobs, and dance film. Megan also teaches creative process and improvisation in art education, community, and social change contexts internationally.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Megan. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Megan. <laughs> so
0: I, I, I want to go, uh, I want to be, come clean about this. I've known you for 27 years. Oh my God. Is it I really
1: twenty-seven already? Only twenty-seven.
0: <laughs> Doesn't time fly? So we've been through. Uh, we've 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 been through the years with each other, and we also work together. We work together on art projects, and
1: um, and I used to work for you. It's true. When my administration was organized, it was because you were doing it. <laughs> uh, and
0: so I'm talking to you today. You're in Germany.
1: I am in Germany. I so uh, how did you get there? I got here a week, eight days ago. Okay. I, I escaped the Canada land uh, to come to an art residency center in rural Germany because I knew I could get here and find my people and be, have the ability to sort of bubble up with other artists and spend a lot of time making the new piece that's upcoming Um, so you're making a new piece yeah
0: and so you're making it in germany yep and how long are you going to be there
1: um we don't know
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) i mean and i would say that you know actually in the best of times that would also also be my answer but Mm -hmm. in the time of covid one of the things I love about the time of COVID is actually the way I live with the amount of uncertainty is now normal. Most people are not very good at this. I'm not always very good at it, but I'm used to it. So it's kind of amazing that finally the way I'm like, well, who knows? I've got plans A through S on, w- on the go yeah. and uh, we'll just see which one works out, but mostly something will. Um, I
0: love that because you've been, you've been adapting this sort of uh, non-traditional way of living for quite a while now. I mean, I don't remember the last time you had an apartment.
1: I officially, I'm like, who's listening to this? But uh, <laughs> I officially stopped having an apartment in June 2014. Wow. But the few years before that, I'd been really... Um, well I, I Airbnb would my place for a couple of years while I was away a lot, and then decided to you know switch that because it was too much effort to always be tending yeah, yeah tending yeah. the Airbnb at home mm-hmm. while I was away and then um, of course it when you give up that anchor it well it does free you I mean, I remember when I got
0: back from Europe. <clears throat> And I, I didn't have a place to live for like three weeks, but Mm -hmm. I did. I mean, I lived with my aunt and uncle, but it wasn't my place. So I didn't have that sort of responsibility. And I, I didn't have a job, which is also different than you because you have a job that just travels with you wherever you go.
1: Or that doesn't pay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could look at it whichever way you want. Yes. Well,
0: but some, I mean, it does It does It does pay. It does pay. It does. And it also pays in different ways than, than just money, obviously. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't too. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Also that. Yeah. Sometimes also no, but mm -hmm.
0: sometimes it's just hard, (laughs) but I recall this sort of freedom of, um, of thinking during that period of time. And again, this was not a prolonged period of time because I, you know, I, I don't think I'm. I'd be set up for uh, sort of a, a nomadic life. I think I I am somebody who needs an anchor, uh, and and usually that anchor is in some place. I mean, so do you feel like you have an anchor? Do you travel with things that feel like home to you? Is there stuff that you bring with you wherever you go? Do you have a bunch of stuff at your parents' place? I mean, what do you what do you do with stuff, or do you not have stuff?
1: <laughs> I gave away almost all my stuff when I, in 2014. Um, Like furniture
0: and stuff or like jewelry, like everything?
1: Like you should have lived in my neighborhood in 2014 because you could have furnished a new apartment. Like I really put it all out on the curb because I also, I mean, that's not true. I gave away or like, you know, long-term loaned a couple of things to people that I wasn't, um, that I didn't think should be on the curb basically. Uh, But realistically, I, you know, those are never coming back to me either. It just, I just felt better about giving them to someone. Sometimes that's how you, you can't quite let it go into the ether yet. You just have to pretend that you're giving your friend this thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then mostly like at my mom's in the basement are sort of, I think it's six Tupperware bins. Um, that one of them is full of uh, like a pot and pan set that was new the year before I decided to do this. And I just thought, I'm not, I don't want to replace a brand new pot and pan set. So I'll just put that in the basement for 20 years. Like it doesn't matter uh, mm-hmm. how long that sits in the basement. I suppose, maybe that's not true. Uh, maybe it should be used. Yeah. And then like I the, the knickknacks or the special things, the ceramics, the favorite ceramics. Actually, one of the best things I did, cause you'll remember this, I had a sort of ceramic mug collection. They were mm-hmm. all different and handmade by various, you know, Canadian usually artisans and i gave that i gave a mug to each of my friends so that i could visit when i visited them i would visit my mugs
0: oh <laughs> oh that's a really good idea
1: and it is it, it like it's so uh, it is so joyful and delightful because it surprises me now
0: when you oh yeah
1: cuz i've forgotten you know, or lost track and then like, Oh my God. So great. Mug. I know. Um, and then currently have broken a mug. Oh, they have not told me if they have, see, I, I would be, I would be nervous about that. You know what? There is one mug that a mutual friend of ours gave me for my birthday one year that is so beautiful and so detailed and it is packed away somewhere Okay, because-
0: that, that one you couldn't risk it.
1: It's more like I mean it is still ceramics, but imagine if ceramics were made of crystal, like oh yeah, like it's you know just, what I mean? Yep, mm-hmm. it's in a different category. So that one is packed away somewhere. That but also you know these are the things where you're, you know, at the time the idea of that going somewhere or breaking would have been so awful, and now I'm like, you know, I won't even know. It's it's
0: almost like, um, and it's not the same, obviously, but my daughter really has a hard time giving things up. And so she's nine and still has like a full set of clothing from when she was five. Now, granted she's, she can still fit into a lot of it um, just because of of how her body has grown, but with toys, it's the same thing. And so, you know, some parents say, I'll just put it in a box in the basement. And if she doesn't notice it or play with it for a year, then you just put it away. And, Except she never forgets. She actually is the kid that remembers. And so, like, I I threw out a pair of like totally ruined shoes a couple weeks ago, and even just a few days ago, she's like, "And this, they're like two years old." She's like, "Mom, where are my light up shoes?" And I was like, "I don't know. Where did you leave them?" (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lie, lie to your, yeah, lie to your daughter. Um, a year, no, more than a year ago. When did I meet this? Uh, maybe in 2014. Yeah. Oh, a long time ago now. Um, I was in Greece for the summer and I, am or not this summer for 10 days. And uh, one of the people that I met, I was at this, I'd been invited to go to a gathering called what is the learning that is needed now? And uh, which is amazing because Um, apparently in 2014, we thought we were on the verge of everything falling apart. Um, (laughs) But you know,
0: so young and innocent. Exactly. Back in 2014.
1: Nice. And, uh, and I met this um, Capuchin monk from Ireland. And he talked about, he said, I always have some stones and pebbles in my pocket. Should they need to go wandering or should they need to be passed along to someone I meet along the way? And so, you know, I think I picked up a, a rock from that beach uh, and, and whatever, whatever. And then two years ago, I was in Morocco and I was at an artist residency. And by then I had various little crystals and stones and, you know, things with me. And over the course of a month, I gave them all away to each of the artists because basically I was like, oh my gosh, the energy in this place is madness and everyone is like flying and floating and we need some grounding. Mm -hmm. So I gave away all of my rocks and stones. And it was right around my birthday was at the very end of the year and I was leaving the like third or something of January. And so for about three days, I had no rocks or stones and I wrote my friend, the monk and said, I'm, I feel like I'm going to float away. I feel like I just want to scream, Oh my God, I'm totally unprotected right now. Like that's how I felt about having given away all of my little um, grounding things, elements. And then for lunch on the day I was leaving, my friend met me. uh, My friend who made this ring, incidentally, based on- Monk made that ring? No, a friend in Morocco who's a jewelry designer, a different friend. I've
0: been noticing that. It's beautiful.
1: Uh, It's for protection. Anyways, she showed up for lunch and she had this, which is a rose quartz with her. And she said, I left the house and I forgot it and I had to turn around and go back and get it. But let me know if this- works for you. I just had a sense you should have it. And I put it in my hand and I could feel like it moved all the way up and my heart like mm, relaxed in my body is what it felt like. Oh, so, so I famous. always have now, this is like, so the things that ground me or anchor me actually mm-hmm. is, um, I have this and, uh, and I've discovered that things that are really important are like, I, This is a fountain pen that I picked up a while ago. And so I always have a notebook and a really nice thing to write with as opposed to, you know, whatever random pen. mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but I got really good at uh, actually during the this whole the time of COVID where I ended up in one place for four months, which is like in 20, what is it? In 2019, I was in 73 places in, I
0: was going to ask you actually, ever since you decided to, to start this, have you counted it all?
1: so often I count back. Um, and it, partly that is a grounding thing because sometimes it's such a whirlwind. And then I'm like, I don't know what I've done. I don't know where I've been. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, catalog. Um, yeah. In 2018, I was in 51 places and one of them was Morocco for two months. So in 50 wow. places in 10 months.
0: Yeah. that's
1: And then 2019, I think it was, 2019 had so much looping because um, I was in, an uh, I was seeing this woman in, well, sometimes Spain, sometimes Belgium. And so uh, we did, there, there was a lot of repeating locations. Right. <laughs> um, right. The long distance or on the road relationship. Um. Yeah. So the seventy something place, seventy uh, something changes of location was actually only fifty something locations. Only
0: fifty places. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Just.
1: <laughs> but um, then, so twenty twenty. I mean, I think I'd already managed to hit ten or so places before lockdown.
0: So which was March
1: thirteenth.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. So I was already um, in Barcelona, Morocco ghent paris toronto ottawa the yukon vancouver victoria stratford i think that was the january to march (laughs) wow
0: and then you go straight into lockdown and on that i'm just going to take a quick break and we will be back shortly Are you ready to walk into 2021 like a boss and take charge of your future? I am so excited to offer my new three-month mentorship program. You are going to learn how to speak up, how to be visible, how to let go of fear, how to love yourself in ways you didn't think possible. You're going to improve your speaking skills, your leadership, you will become more authentic, and you will finally be able to own everything that you are And I'm going to be cheering you on and holding you accountable the whole time. Sound good? Email megan at ubuskills.com to find out more. And we are back with Megan O'Shea. And so we just finished talking about how much you were traveling and then COVID hit. And you were in the same place for four months. Where was that? Stratford, Ontario. Stratford,
1: Ontario. Uh What were you doing
0: in Stratford?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, moonlighting as a Shakespearean actress. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, it was really great. And uh, I went to, I went to visit my friend from um, my friend Batiste from Newfoundland and she and her husband are both performers and they both had gigs. His was in Newfoundland. Hers was, Uh, like in Kitchener-Waterloo, like an hour or something, 45 minutes away. So I had a couple of weeks before I was about to hit like a 12-city European tour and a whole bunch of really exciting things. Um, And I was just going to do after school to dinner or to bedtime with her kids for a couple weeks as like a, I hadn't seen her for a year, hang out with her family, have a great old time before Mm -hmm. I went off to do this, like such an exciting... Um, I mean, I feel like a jerk even saying, but it was like truly the best professional summer of my life planned. Finally, you know, like,
0: uh, and I do feel like so a jerk because artists have sent. it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's devastating.
1: It's devastating. But also I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so lucky. I am so lucky. I can't even begin to say how, well, so I got there on the 12th of March and on the oh, wow. 13th, they both, I mean, she came home and said, we just got cancelled. And he called from Newfoundland saying, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. We just got cancelled. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was supposed to teach in Montreal for a week before I went to Europe. And that, an email came in saying, I don't know what's happening, but we're cancelling. <laughs> and then... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, everybody just was like frantically cancelling everything.
1: Boom, 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 boom. And of course, because I'm a nomad, I don't have a place. Ugh. So... Anyways, these are, the, you know, as, as you may know, Newfoundlanders are some of the most hospitable and generous people on the planet. So anyways, they were like- They're not
0: great to date though. I know that firsthand. Sorry. I, I recall- but All of you are lovely. Not great yes. dating material.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they would mostly agree also. Um,
0: they probably have the same thing to say about me,
1: so- so we thought I would stay for a few weeks until, you know, we figured it out. And then, um, <laughs> and then 16 weeks later,
0: oh my gosh, yeah,
1: we tearfully parted ways.
0: <laughs>
1: oh man. And probably a little bit joyously, also, to be, you know, fair. Yeah. Um, and where did you go? I went to Victoria for the summer right and that was pretty flat i have okay. to say uh what does that mean to me that means like dying oh sorry you're right that is what it means uh i did hit my i did have like the four darkest days i had but only four of them so really uh, like of your yeah. life yeah yeah,
0: In yeah victoria
1: found- <laughs> so beautiful How's that possible? Just kidding. <laughs> so beautiful. So uh, no, I think I finally l- reached the you'll know of this this of me. I am extremely resilient, extremely adaptable. Yes. And so so optimistic. Ridiculously yes. optimistic. Sometimes
0: um, as an as an administrator, you the person might feel like you're too optimistic.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I think most people um <laughs> My mother would think so. Yes. Many people think that I'm possibly. Here you are and you're still, I mean, you know, you're
0: doing it exactly the way you want to do it and you always have. And it stresses sometimes those of us out around you who live mm-hmm. differently or who have to, you know, also like work in the same patterns, but here you are, you're doing yeah. it.
1: My patterns don't work really well for lots of people, I think. Uh, or I have understood to be true that, uh, yeah, I have yet to find the, the collaborative producer partner person, possibly, ooh, look at all that alliteration. Uh, <laughs> possibly because I do equal parts problem solving and like working on six different rubrics at the same time or whatever to figure out the metrics of something or the logistics of something and creative and actually the creative thinking is what is in the problem solving and yeah and
0: and it, it it's always worked for you and it mm-hmm. always will and you've always sort of trusted how your brain works and what brings you joy
1: totally and
0: and i think you know what's really interesting about that is Those of us who, uh, you know, operate differently, just, we don't get it in the same way that you don't get it for us. And, and, you know, at the, also you grow up and you realize everyone's different. And, you know, once the, the most important thing is for you to understand what sparks joy for you, what brings you great energy what keeps you creative, and what you know? You don't yeah. care if you don't have a couch. God you no. Know. have me crazy.
1: Oh, I mean, a
0: couch or a bed.
1: So I need my favorite running shoes, and um, I have two big giant scarves, and I alternate them. And everything else has to be black and white. Like that's right. like the wardrobe. It's minimal. It's essentialist. It's totally essentialist. And I go, you know, if I get funny and go like, oh, but I also really love this shirt thing, whatever. I go like, do you want to travel with carry on only and be able to be in, you know, 11 different places in the next three months? Yes. So you don't care about that shirt. Forget okay, it.
0: I need to, I need to hold up for a minute. So you're traveling with carry on. Oh yeah.
1: Wow. Oh yeah.
0: Really? You've just really, so like, you know, Megan, I think I think you need to write a book about this because it's so interesting traveling with a carry on to 70 places in a year. Oh yeah. You just really give up everything that's not essential. I mean, you are the epitome of full moon energy, right? (laughs) But like letting go of shit that you don't need and like, being bolstered by that, and 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 really knowing that that's what fuels you.
1: Yeah, and you know, but I want to. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, the funny thing is, this one big giant pink and white polka dot shirt that I have, gorgeous
0: and totally your color. Like that pink is just, you know. I think I've had people this can't for see it, thirteen
1: years. You've had it, yeah. So you buy the, the good things, and they last forever. Yeah, and so then you're like, it doesn't matter. I already have the best X. You know, like I be- the best whatever it's going to be. So I don't need to get distracted by all the other sparkly things. But yeah, sparkly things are a problem. (laughs) Love sparkly things. (laughs) But I'm only allowed one pair of black jeans and my favorite black sweater and (laughs) just a pink scarf. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I just, you know,
0: it's so... It feels, it feels so liberating on the other side of things. Are you curious about shadow work, but don't know what it is or don't know where to start? Do you want to dig deep and get to the root of what is making you afraid and stopping you from moving forward? Or do you just want to start 2021 with fresh eyes? It's Megan here. I've put together a free workbook called Me and My Shadow. I talk a little bit about the origins with Carl Jung, give lots of examples of what shadow work is, and provide you with a ton of journal prompts to get you started. Head over to my website at www.ubuskills.com to get your free copy. But I want to go back to those four days. Oh yeah. If that's okay. Sure. Yeah. So uh, So what happened? Oh. And I don't actually know this just so we're clear. Like, yeah. I'm not asking you as though, I, like, we've already talked about this. This is no. news to me.
1: Um, it was really shocking to me, uh, but then so informative. Mm. Uh, so as, I think, if you, well, so what happened was I was at the end of my, uh, like, I always think there's always another move to make, mm. like, uh, like, a I don't know like a player in a certain way. Like there's always another move. There's always another move, which is sort of this thing about courageously forging onwards, trying to make a living and a life in independent contemporary dance plus art is Mm -hmm. like, what? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, there's always just another hang on. I'm just going to go sideways for a second. Then I can still go like, if I can go this way, then I can go the other way. Then I'll just turn it around right here. And then, you know, I'll get on a bicycle instead. And then actually, you know what? I think my aunt's neighbor's friend, blah, blah, like just always got something on the go. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I write so many grant applications and you always have to say, you know, show your diversity of income for anything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I can teach a workshop. I can put on a show. I can do an extra show for that. I'm going to do some fundraising like this. Uh, who wants to sponsor this? Oh, probably some running shoes, right? Yes, we need running shoes for this piece. We'll get some running shoes. Like, I'm just, it's always on the go. And there's always so many things. I'm always thinking about so many things. So mm-hmm. there's always different ways to go. And then, so I think the two things are, in envisioning this project that I'm about to be, dive into making right now. In Germany. In Germany. It's called okay. Anatomalia. It's Anatomy Anomaly Familia. Mm-hmm. It might end up being the most autobiographical piece that I've ever made. But mm-hmm. uh, that's not really fair. They're all, I mean, how can one thing be more autobiographical than another? But, um, and probably Maybe quite yes. abstract. You know. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had imagined that I would make this piece in like several three or four week residencies throughout the next year and a half or actually the last year and last six months in the coming year, because that's how funding usually we, you know, we get a little funding, we can do a little work. We do some juggling and stirring and whatever, and we get a little more opportunity. We get invited to go do a residency. We can go do a little more work. And then because of the time of COVID, Mm. I was like, so the thing that makes the most sense is to get to one place and get everyone together. And we're just going to go for like three months, because that's what it takes. And in the Canada land, there's not so many nomadic artists because it's impossible because of uh, economy of scale. And there's not so many, um, I don't have a community of, I don't have a community of, of single queer folk. Mm -hmm. Single queer artist folk in Canada. I think that's probably a fair way of saying that. Okay. Uh, In Europe, because of the proximity between all the places, people can move around a lot more easily. And so a lot more people can be much more nomadic this way.
0: I see what you mean. So in choosing the people that you wanted to work with, there's certain parameters. If you want people to go away for three months,
1: there's a lot to ask them to leave their families or partners. I see. You need single people. You need single artists or, or, you know, people who don't like their partners or whatever, right? Or people who have grown children. Come,
0: please invite me. Come
1: on. But there is a whole huge... Um, you know, bunch of artists who are not in there, who are not partnered for life or parenting, who are happy to come and who are happy mm-hmm. to do, you know, who want to do this and, and, or it's not so far away. And, or um, also right now, because of travel restrictions or Canada council uh, or Can- government of Canada travel advisory, I can't ask Canadians to do the traveling. It's right. not a fair ask right now because yeah. there's a government advisory against it. Um, so all of a sudden, instead of being able to move things forward in this, like, okay, I've got a little bit, we'll do a little bit. Okay, I've got a little more, we can do a little more. And we'll space it out and move it around. All of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to find a way that we can do all of this time. And this is like 40 to $60,000 worth of time. So like, how am I going to generate forty to sixty thousand yeah. dollars right now. Right. And right. Um, and I think I mean one of the learnings is I should have spent the last couple weeks of August lying on the beach reading a book, but I was so hell bent on figuring this out that every day I just revised it and sent it out. And I know people are on holiday the last two weeks of August. Right. But it's the time of COVID. And Uh, eventually. August was
0: very weird this year. Like really weird.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the full moon week at the end of August in the full moon week when no one slept for a couple nights. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I hit my wall and then I also found out that my email wasn't working. So actually it was true. I was not getting any response. And I mean, I had been getting like, there was a response happening. It just wasn't reaching me. Uh, so I had these, it was just like all the roadblocks. And by then we were at the end of any parallel universe, you know, until then everything, there was still like what was supposed to have been happening and then what was happening.
0: But that's the name of a show. Just so, just for people who aren't, don't know what that was, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're um, at the end of any parallel universe, people might be <laughs> like, what? <laughs>
1: We've gotten to the end of any paralleling universe and you know because by the time so you know march hit and in march i was already booked until about august mm-hmm. and or uh, yeah end of mid mid august waiting to hear about the end of august um and usually you know uh april and may are busy booking um september to december And that, you know, there's this sort of, you know, relationship between time and space. And uh, because of COVID, we all just stopped doing anything. No one was booking anything. No one was making any plans. So we'd gotten to the end of the parallel universe and we were just in this one. And it wasn't very good. And no one was answering my emails. And I just kept redoing budgets every day. And I couldn't, I couldn't get an answer. Uh, Various friends were just disappeared, but not, sorry, that's a terrible way to say that because some people's friends are disappeared. They're not disappeared. Right, um, right. Various friends were, uh, so the, the difference between being a single person versus being in a household and a family mm-hmm. is the household family people are about to lose their minds because they can't even think. And the single by herself person who happens to be one of the most social extroverts in the world uh, is losing her mind because there is no one to play with at all yeah
0: it's one of the things that we talk about a lot in our house is when we're getting to the brink of like uh, mm-hmm. just I mean it's still better than uh, than nothing than not having people
1: yeah it's, it was, it's been yeah it was so awful uh, and it's luckily funny. thank you um someone says to me, someone says, You don't have very many bad days, do you? And I said, No, not many. And she's like, How many a year? I'm like, like two? Three? And I was like, hang on, what what do you mean? What about you? And she's like, Oh, don't ask. I'm like, Well, like in a month. And she laughed, and I was like, in a week? She's like, yeah, two to four bad days in a week or something, you know, something like this. And I was like, oh, right. So what I thought was so great is she says, she says, so you're not very good at dealing with them. (laughs) Like, this is a great way of looking at it. Yeah. That's my disadvantage. Yeah. I don't have so much practice at having bad days. So I'm really very bad at them. You have a lot of bad days. You're used to it. You're good at them now which is, I mean, it's such a weird, you know, flip of thinking of things, but that was a good perspective, but it's it's true. I don't have any practice at it. So, so it's hard to know how to cope. I also am not patient, which is great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's great. I'm very impatient. Uh, I still am trying to become an international dance superstar, but, um, and you know, maybe it's happening. It's just not the way I thought it would. Um, There's less. That's always the way, isn't it? It's just, it never works out the way you think it's
0: going to, but it does work out. It totally does.
1: I know. I was going to say there's less, there's less glitter. And I'm like, well, no, there's as much glitter as I want ever. Like, yes,
0: exactly. Because If you're, if you've got this idea in your head of what it looks like, Mm -hmm. which is, which is not based in reality anyway, because you know, you can imagine all you want, but it's still just imagining and it puts you on this path to go somewhere. You're on this path, but you also have to be able to look around you and go, oh, this is it. And like, oh fuck, I'm here. This is it. And it is, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel how you think it's going to feel because nothing, you know, how you try to like decide in advance, well, this is how I'm going to handle this situation. Right. Like you just, you just never, you don't know what, how you're going to feel, how the other person's going to be. You don't know until you get there and you go, Oh, this is how I'm going to handle this situation. <laughs> but you know, from the outside, you're in Germany. I know. You are living a nomadic dance creation life. Yeah. You're doing it.
1: Well, yeah, the last, I mean, the thing about being impatient, uh, is that I reached out really fast to a lot of people and was like, oh my God, yeah, my four very dark days, just like, oh my God, I have lost, uh, yeah, what it felt like is I had lost hope, which Mm -hmm. is, I never lose hope. That's the thing. I never lose hope. Um, but I'd lost hope for four days. Like I couldn't find it, uh, and luckily, um, my sister, uh, her her husband was on a hunting trip, and they live in the Yukon. And since I was in Victoria, I could just go to the Yukon. And her kids were in school, and um, or pre, you know, after whatever preschool and school. And she works full time. She's an addictions counselor for the territorial government, so she's a frontline worker actually in this moment. And. Um, she couldn't fig- she could like logistically not pick up her kids so she was like okay. oh my gosh yes please come <laughs> so okay. the conclusion is i am very good i have a very big skill set at facilitating things for people having experiences that's basically as an artist somehow at the end of the day what I do is I facilitate experience or create experience and fas- whatever um so going to be useful and hanging out with the little with my with my niece and nephew and uh was just so amazing and filled <laughs> me all back up and uh, yeah I need people and they uh, you know, we have such a good time. We, you know, I become a, they ask me to be a jungle gym and then they climb all over me. You know, it's just, it's so great. And we have ridiculous adventures and, you know, all the things. And actually, that's one of the places where I was like, oh, I just became the person I never even knew I wanted to be or needed to be, but I just became that aunt. So exciting. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. So I got really filled back up and I was like, you know, the irony in this time is, all of us artists have been sort of sidelined right now. Mm-hmm. If I got a job at the liquor store, I would be considered, I believe, an essential worker. Uh, but my skill set is so much more sophisticated. Although, I mean, I also know a lot about wine and whiskey, and I feel yes, too, and yeah, it's important. I
0: think you have to deal with a lot of things at the liquor store. But yeah, ob- yes, you're yeah. you're as a dance performance uh, uh, choreographer. World traveler, it's a different skill set than uh, somebody working at the LCBs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the LCBO, by the way, is a is a is a liquor store chain in Ontario, Canada.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's doing very well in the time of COVID. Yes, it sure is. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah. So, so then I got to sort of uh, feel useful again, and that was. Yeah, this combination of like, I am social, I am extroverted, and to not feel useful for too long is very awful. Very- and that is, uh,
0: I think that's where we have to leave off today, but but that's something, I mean, I'm always looking for what we've learned during this time, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have had, you'd never have learned that. No. Right?
1: Yeah. I would not have learned that I need to be useful. Huh. Yeah, and something around recognizing one's own skill set and declaring that one should be sharing one's gifts, like that that's really important.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It that goes back to the visibility piece, right? Just yeah, be yourself. Show up as you. Whatever that is. And for you, it's pretty clear what that is. And you chase yeah. it all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am beginning to write a book and I'll just tell you the five sections, um, which are sort of my tenets. Be as okay. you as you can be. Find okay. your people. Do you know
0: that's why I call this UBU skills? U-B-U.
1: <gasps> that's my business. You know? It's so funny. I'm always like, I don't know what Ubu is. <laughs> Everyone says that. And I... <laughs> UBU. Be as you That's as you can funny. be. Of yep. course, uh, that makes so much sense, Meg. I love it. Find your people. Find your people. Cultivate the oblique. Okay, which I love the that. The oblique is you know after the obvious and the opposite. Then there's the oblique, <laughs> room for a yep. new idea, new way of looking at things. Love it. Uh, magnify joy and amplify impact. Wow, those are, those are two separate ones. Yeah, although sometimes I put them together because maybe the I don't know. I think like they could can be, be chapter
0: four and five. As though exactly. so it's one and two. You <laughs> could do whatever you want. It's your book. Megan, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your experiences and letting us into your very interesting and worldly life. <laughs> it's always a joy to talk to you. It's and so nice uh, to talk to you.
1: Thank you for asking
0: it's me. So nice to speak to you. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, we will talk again soon. Let's do it. You know, I've always been fascinated by how Megan has decided to pursue her art and live her life as this nomadic artist. And even though, like I said, I've known her for 26 years, that was a fascinating conversation. I don't think we've ever really talked thoroughly about it. So You're going to want to be sure to check out Megan's incredible choreography and dance work. You can find her at standupdance.ca on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at standupdance. As for me, I am Megan Hamilton. I am wishing you an incredible 2021 ahead. I've got a whole host of programs to help support you this year. Check it out at ubuskills.com. All the music here is mine, I do all the editing, all of the-all of the everything, and I love it, and I hope you do too, and if you do, please share with other people. Have a wonderful
1: day!"